Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the regular meeting of the City Council of the City of Rancho Santa Margarita. Welcome this evening. My name is Carol Gamble. I'm your mayor, and today is Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. Gives me great pleasure to call this meeting to order, and I'm going to ask my fantastic Mayor Pro Tem, uh, Brad McGurr, to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Please stand. Will you please place your hand over your heart and join me in saluting the flag of our great nation. Ready, begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Excellent. Thank you. One of these days that's going to go flying. No, you won't. Yeah. Good evening, Miss City Clerk, Miss Diaz. May I please have a roll call? Mayor Gamble? Here. Mayor Pro Tem McGurr? Here. Councilmember Beal? Here. Councilmember Figueroa? Here. Councilmember Holloway? Here. Thank you very much. Uh, item number one, schedule of future events. I'll turn this over to Miss City Manager, Miss Cervantes. Thank you very much, Mayor Gamble and members of the City Council. We would just like to announce that Martin Luther King Jr. Day is Monday, January 15th, and City Hall will be closed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Item number two, this is good, presentations and proclamations. 2.1 is the Certificates of Recognition for the Santa Margarita Pop Warner Pee Wee Cheer Squad National Champions. So Mr. Mayor Pro Tem, would you join me on the floor? Fantastic. Uh, oh, great. So we have to do all sorts of really, you know, kind of hard things as city council members and mayors. Um, thank you so much. And we have to deal sometimes with really complex issues and maybe things that aren't pleasant. But this makes up for all of it, every single bit of it, because this is the most fun things we ever get to do, and that's to honor what we consider to be standout champions in our community. And you ladies fit that bill. So tonight, we are pleased to recognize the Santa Margarita Pop Warner Peer We Cheer Squad, and I'm going to ask you to come forward when your name is called. And so our city clerk, Ms. Diaz, has certificates for each one of you. And I'm going to have you come forward. And we're going to be ready for action. So we're going to start with Coach Meredith Collins. <laughs> Assistant Coach Chelsea Tovar. Congratulations. <laughs> Assistant Coach Julie Overend. <laughs> Assistant Coach London Brown. And we're going to... So there is a possibility people aren't here. We're still going to clap for them anyway. Yes. So our first cheerer, is that right to want to say cheerer? Yeah, cheerleader is Lily Abney. Yes. Piper Berkeley. Bailey Bakepour. 
Ava Rebecca Campbell. Jaslyn Carpio. Charlotte Collins. Yeah, yeah. Lauren Cotton. Lucy Donaldson. Brian Farber. That's a beautiful name. Gracie Gilmartin. Sienna Harris. Haley Hens. Rylan Hicks. Lilia Jacobson. Juliet Moriarty. Logan Mosher. Zaylee Oderkirk. Paisley Osmenya. Quinley Roberts. Avi Sadia. Evelina Tovar. Maya Vinokur. Gosh, I Vinokur. I hope I got this right. Callie Wheeler. And Isla Wheeler. Do we have Wheeler sisters here? Okay. So now. Wow, ladies. So I'll tell you what. Come on up here. I want to get maybe I'm going to grab everybody from you. Hello, you lucky lady. Come with me. Okay. 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 I know. Yeah, we're going to kind of get you like here. Like so that you're not blocking anybody, because then I'm gonna have. To, oh yeah, all three of you this come is with what me. She does. Right. If <laughs> anybody yes. knows anyone getting yes. married okay. and needs someone to organize, put you there. Just put one here. Hey, that wedding coordinator. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes. Closet wedding planner. Who also builds NFL football stadiums for a living. Right. Yeah. So you won't believe what these guys have accomplished, Brad. I do. I know. I know. So the certificate that has been provided to each one of these spectacular ladies reads as follows. Whereas Rancho Santa Margarita is a planned community with approximately 50,000 residents and organized youth sports are an integral part of the social fabric and daily life for thousands of residents. The city is very supportive of these sports programs because they bring families together and teach participants many important life lessons. Whereas, the Santa Margarita Pop Warner Pee Wee Cheer Squad consists of 24 very talented athletes, ages nine through 13, whose dedication and passion for the support is evident through their hard work, outstanding sportsmanship, community spirit, and great success. Whereas, the Santa Margarita Pop Warner, I don't know what that actually means, but they always make me say it, so <laughs> that's what's in there. The Santa Margarita Pop Warner Pee Wee Cheer Squad season, I'm with you, yeah, um, started in August, getting right to work, learning the routines for competition while cheering on the sidelines for the Santa Margarita Pop Warner 11U football team. The squad had their first competition the Orange Empire Conference Championship in October, where they placed first in both show cheer and sideline routines. From there, they moved on to the WestCon Regional Championships, where they again won first place in both routines and qualified for the Pop Warner Nationals in Florida. Wow. Whereas the National Championship competition, the Santa Margarita Pop Warner Cheer Squad. Yeah, I know, I know. 
you're, it's perfect. Yeah, Cheer squad placed third in the nation, the entire United States. That's, that's a big area, you know. Um, for their show cheer routine and were crowned national championships, national champions for their sideline routine. I'm bursting with pride for you ladies. Whereas the Santa Margarita Pop Warner Pee Wee Cheer Squad are back at work as their competition season is not over. They will be competing at the Jams National in Las Vegas on January 19th, nine days from tonight, where they will be defending their title as the returning national champions and sideline routines, and they're hoping to bring even more national titles back home to Rancho Santa Margarita, where we look forward to celebrating that too. So, now therefore, I, Carol A. Gamble, as mayor of the city of Rancho Santa Margarita, on behalf of my colleagues on the city council, all 50,000 residents of the city of Rancho Santa Margarita, our city staff, Congratulate and recognize the players and coaches of the Santa Margarita Pop Warner Pee Wee Cheer Squad on their outstanding sportsmanship and athletic achievement. Congratulations, ladies. Um, oh, oh, okay. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. It's just us, really. I know. Um, and everyone that we all know and love so much. Um, I just want to thank you and thank you so much and thank our wonderful city for all the support that we have from our community and, of course, always our parents. Um, the hard work that these girls put in is just unbelievable. It shocks me every year. Um, I don't know why because I should be used to it from them. They're incredible girls. Um, couldn't do what we do without their dedication and their sportsmanship and their love for each other, their love for the sport. And um, without your guys' support, it just, it would never happen. So um, thank you all so much. We're so honored to be here. We're, we're bursting with pride together. This is so special. So I challenged you guys to do a cheer for us. So now I realize you have a certificate in your hand. And may I take this one? This is big stuff. I don't know if you guys know what this is. This one right here. This is actually a certificate of recognition for each one of the girls from the California legislature, the assembly, from our assembly member, who's Kate Sanchez, we're in the 71st district. And so each lady has received congratulations on your tremendous success being crowned 2023 national champions. You are to be commended for your outstanding dedication to your sport and for being a wonderful role model for other student athletes. I wish you continued success and a very bright future. Congratulations. And do you know what this is officially called in government? Yeah, it's wall swag. You know, the Academy Awards have theirs. We have ours. So, look, you like, do you know how old I had to get before I got wall swag? I mean, we were, like, old, right? So, I don't... <laughs> so, ladies, if there's a way for you to turn around and put your... Um, certificates right on the right behind you on that ledge okay and I'm going to get out of the way and I'll leave this to the coaches to see if you can set us up for something
Brad, you'll be leading this. Right here. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah. I don't want to stand in anybody's way. Yeah. Yeah. Bring yeah. You're the national champions. You go for it. All right, ladies. Thank you. Bring it. Bring it home, man. Show us what you got. Okay, you guys have one more for us? Yep. Okay. Standing quiet. Scared. Scared. Ready? S-C-A-R-E-D. We got scared. S-C-A-R-E-D. We got scared. Hey, do you ladies know we don't let just everybody who, you know, wins the national championship do this? So, for example, we've had, you know, Santa Margarita High School football players. We've had swimmers. We've had lacrosse players. You can't imagine what chaos would be if we ran a play with football. So I really want to thank you so much. I'm gonna, we're going to set up for photos. I want to invite parents to come forward, get a better angle for your shot. Feel free. Um, we're going to organize the team for some photos with uh, Brad and myself, thank you so much for coming. We are so proud of you, ladies. Yes, ma'am. Am I allowed to shake your hand? Heck yeah! Oh my gosh! You can hug it out, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm so special. No, you're not. You're <laughs>
Right here, Michelle. Brian's mom. Back, sorry. <laughs> nope, you're fine. Is that back there? Here we go. Can you see Piper? Yeah. Paisley, hold up your sign. You good? <laughs> Wait till you guys hear me. Okay, one more. One, two, three, bananas. <laughs> okay. I'll take a picture. Thank you. 
Had a good time. A good time is had. Oh, they're so cute at that age. You know? I think it's interesting that they're not from. Hi. I, yeah. Well, how long ago? It's been a while. You said hi, bro. You said yo, bro. Or hi, bro. Tonight. Oh, she did. <laughs> it was great. It's good to see you. Congratulations. Yeah. No, I said congratulations. You said yo, yo bro, or hi, bro. Hi, bro. Yeah, what's up, bro? That was it. <laughs> it caught me off guard because every girl that comes through, she goes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Then she goes, what's up, bro? <laughs> every what? Every manure lighting, yeah. Through the years, doing manure lightings? Really? Really? I'm glad you brought this up. You know, you were like the second person to bring this up. And, um, you know, I was mentioning to somebody else, my kids are all old now. They're all adults. And so I'm not part of this community, you know, younger kids. They fit me in with all the stuff going on. So I'd be glad to let you know about that. Oh, yeah, we got to do it. Okay, good seeing you. Bye. Bye, bro. Bra. <laughs> 
She asked me if I remember her. I don't She thought, I know. She said, don't you remember me? I'm like, sure. It's been a while, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we know America has talent, and most of it is here right in Rancho Santa Margarita. So it gives me pleasure to uh, move on to item number three, public comments. We have two e-comments, one from Mr. McLaughlin and one from Mr. Gordon, and we thank uh, regarding e-comments, and we thank them for their submission. I also have a public speaker card. I have one. Do I have any more? There are none. Okay. Thank you very much. So I have this from a gentleman named Mike who would like to uh, step forward and speak about taco stands. And Mike, if you're here, welcome. Hi, Mike. Hi, can everyone hear me? Yes. Okay. Welcome. Thank you. Can I have your name? And do you live in Rancho Santa Margarita? I do. I okay. do. Yeah. Good. Uh, my name's Mike. Yeah. Um, okay. Mike Slowinski. Uh, yeah, so I... Uh, a bit strange uh, to have a, a critical comment uh, after the after the cheer squad, um, uh, but I will start with something positive. So I wanted to thank the council and mayor for the New Year's Eve festival. I don't think I've ever seen my three-year-old have more fun than running through the snow, going down the slides. Even my eleven-month-old uh, had a fantastic time. So thank you for that. And that's one of the reasons we moved here was um, uh, the focus on family and uh, um, uh, just those sorts of events that you guys provide here. Uh, so what I will say is that my wife and I uh, used to live in Laguna Hills, and it was it was great uh, early on, but then it, the, the, there was sort of a devolution in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about two-in-the-morning firework explosions. I'm talking about graffiti near uh, Sheep Hills Park, which is uh, on Alicia and Moulton, if you guys are familiar. Um, the occasional, occasional shooting across from Laguna Hills High School. Um, so we wanted to look for a city that was... Uh, beautiful, uh, clean, uh, very well organized, and elevated. Uh, and that's what we found here. Uh, so we moved here in 2021, and it's lived up to my expectations uh, with the events and um, just the people. Uh, I've never gotten to know my neighbors as, as, uh, as easily as I have here. Uh, it's a great, it's a, it's a fantastic town. Um, um, and I was, I actually invited a friend uh, down here uh, last week. We went to, we went to uh, a movie down there. And we were pulling out, and where I was used to seeing one of our very beautiful signs, there was a taco stand there. And <clears throat> this is not as serious an issue at all as shootings or graffiti or gang activity, of course. Uh, but I will say that the aesthetic of that is not elevated. Um, to see a card table with a, um, uh, a covering and boiling pots uh, instead of, it looked, it, to be frank, it looked like something at a, a homeless shelter, perhaps, or a um, uh, uh, certain neighborhoods in Santa Ana or Anaheim or Fullerton. Um, and I, I just but I it don't, doesn't look like Rancho Santa Margarita, does I, it? I I don't think it does. Yeah. And you know, like I said, this is not violence. This is not this is not explosions or anything like that. But it's not indicative of an elevated town. Uh, it's not beautiful. Uh, it is an eyesore. I do think it's a, a threat to public health. Uh, and I just wanted to voice 
my opinion on this that I hope we can we can we can get rid of these. We can ban them. I I, I know about SB 946. I think it is, but I'm I'm also aware that uh, Mission Viejo uh, was able to get rid of them, and I think we can. I, I hope we can follow suit. Uh, so that that concludes my comments, and, uh, and thank you. Thank you so much for coming out tonight and taking your time and caring about your community. That um, that resonates with us. And I'm going to take a moment because this is such an important and confusing issue. Uh, the taco stands, the pop-up taco stands, are actually part of a legislative program by our governor, Gavin Newsom, who has permitted sidewalk and street vendors. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm speaking. That is incorrect. Under state law, council members can make brief comments if they so choose to public speakers pursuant to state law. Thank you, Mr. City Attorney. And so the um, governor has permitted sidewalk vendors. None of these taco stands are um, approved by the health department. None of them have certificates. And there is also no ability to arrest them because they're not breaking the law. So we are... Certainly. We are hamstrung. Yeah, I was going to say stuck. We are boxed in with very little enforcement. The way to stop street vendors from selling tacos is to stop people from being their patrons. And that's going to be pretty tough to do. So I would encourage you to talk to your neighbors and tell them not to frequent them, because it's also decimating our local businesses who do have health like health permits to operate. Uh, and thank you very much for your care and your concern for the community. Your complaints are shared by this council. My next public speaker is Bobby Cox. Hi, Bobby. Welcome and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Um, I briefly just wanted to uh, make a brief, uh, I can't make sense of what's happening here. Because, I mean, you literally just took a picture with a little girl that won an award that says you took a picture with the mayor. This isn't how it works. I, I don't understand for the life of me how things like this are happening because that's our elected mayor. And we just went through some very, very tough things. But I can, but, I can help you with that. No, listen to me. You cannot speak. You, you've shut me down when it's not my time to speak and screeched your tires out the parking lot. Getting out of here. You're not allowed to speak like that. With, with due respect. You know, councilman, one of our councilman members a little while ago talked about the noise behind his house and that he even had to put double-pane windows and that noise you just can't get out from underneath your skin. And you fight for stuff like that. You see, this has come full cycle and it's become very personal right now that you would be considered the mayor. And I mean this because it goes back to full circle to 2008. Joe Dyshant, 
you spoke of him and he said and you spoke of him and his father and said they're out of sight this is your your when you're the mayor they're out of state they're out of state realtors with only their own interest they admitted they know nothing about the car dealership business they admitted they took a big risk the real conversation boiled down to the fact putting a whole line around that property is that he stepped in and bought that and it was already it was already zoned for exactly what he wanted but you know what the city told him that don't worry about it we have like a list of 10 different dealerships ready to take that property that's what the city promised him and then after that time went by and his escrow came to close, I mean, the city told him, we have it. We have a list. And you know what Joe Dyson said? I know I'm taking a big risk, and I don't know anything about the auto business. And you took you personally, personally, went after Joe Dyson. You went Council policy requires way. you to address the entire body, not individuals on the council. And I believe you're aware of that, Mr. Cox. I believe you are a little out of line right this moment, and you might give me a little bit of courage. Mr. Cox, your me. time has expired. Your three minutes have expired. Thank you for your comments. All right. Moving on. No, you can't move on. We still have 10 more minutes in the public comment period. You can't take that away by law. Mr. City Attorney, can you clarify this? You better for the watch benefit. what you're saying on that one. Further public speak? Yes. I, okay, then I'll go I ahead understand and, I'll that. I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll continue. Then there's the public comment So period. we'll move on to the hey, consent calendar, me. item number four. Excuse me, Ms. Campbell. Mr. Uh, hey, Mr. Elect... Will you, Mr. Cox? Will you apologize to Joe and Gary Dyson the way you slandered them as Ms. far away? Mr. People? Cox, please Ms. refrain I I, I, from continuing your comments. I'm asking you to please stop. Your period at public comment has expired. Your behavior is disruptive, and it must stop. Please stop. You're engaging in disorderly, disruptive behavior that's impeding our ability to conduct the meeting. If you do not stop the behavior immediately, you will be removed from the meeting, and this is your warning. Moving on to the consent calendar. All matters on the consent calendar will be approved in one motion unless a council member or staff or member of the public requests a separate action on a specific item on the consent calendar. Do I have a request to remove an item? Seeing none, do I have a motion? I'll move to approve the consent calendar. Thank you. Do I have a second? Second. Thank you. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Moving on to item number five, public hearing items. I see we have none. Item number six, continued items. 6.1, proposal to develop and plan a historical items display at the Bell Tower Regional Community Center. Ms. Cervantes. Thank you very much, Madam Mayor and members of the council. You might recall that in December of last year, uh, staff made a report on the numerous collection that we have of historical items. And it uh, grew at the untimely passing of, of Richard Reese, our master planner. He and his, his widow have donated um, a number of items to us. 
Also recently, uh, the library, the Orange County Library Rancho Santa Margarita branch donated some lovely photos, particularly of the O'Neill family. Uh, and they're, they're fabulously framed. They're, they're gorgeous photos. They are rather large. So our collection has grown uh, even since the last time that the staff has come here and spoken on the, the historical items project. And with that, the, the, there has been an idea brewing for some time to create a space that would display it. I know we've got a couple of the photos here, uh, and we've tried to share those with the public uh, in the back, and that was some time ago. But there is so much that is sitting in a storage office here at City Hall that really needs to be shared with the community. Uh, with that, Staff has come up with a proposal. It's outlined briefly. It's, it's a, a rough order of magnitude proposal of, to create an actual space for this here at the Civic Center. We would envision that uh, a professional design team be consulted to create a layout uh, that maximizes what space we do have available and incorporates interactive displays and allows for most of the materials to either be properly stored and preserved and or displayed. Uh, storage and display cases, uh, they're crucial for protecting these items. And we also would look at having strategic placement of computers, monitors, screens, so that we could entertain an educational component, particularly for school groups that want to learn about this important history of this area. The Bell Tower Regional Community Center seems a natural uh, venue for this type of facility. It's central, it's highly visible, and we receive a lot of uh, students. It's close to the library who are also doing research, as well as our senior uh, population that, that enjoys you know, that quiet period and quiet time and also to learn about uh, the history of, of this area. Staff walked the site, walked both buildings, really tried to, to come up with all types of, of space areas that might work for this. And uh, we think we need about 1,600 square feet. That's an approximate size. As such, there is a portion of the southwest corner of the Bell Tower building uh, where the, the current occupant by operation of its own terms, the lease agreement would be expiring in about six months. And we think that would be the most ideal space. Without the ability to utilize that space for this, this storage and display area, this project really would be infeasible. Uh, there is no other city facilities and that we could have this type of square footage available and to procure or acquire such space of this, this size and have it open to the public and build it out with the tenant improvements would be cost prohibitive. In addition to just having the, the physical space, we would need to improve that space with faux walls, the ability to hang uh, photos and artwork, paint, lighting, uh, window shades, new flooring, as well as incorporate computer equipment, monitors. We, we envision that people would be able to access. There was a, a oral history project that was done several years ago, and to be able to access those recordings and hear from and, and watch some of the videos of, like the 2020 video that 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 shows showcases the the momentous history of of this community and uh, its master planned. 
um, the way that it was master planned. And so we want to have an interactive area and have display monitors and things like that, uh, as well as an area for kids they can learn with their teacher and, and have, you know, sit down, maybe a circle. And so we need that kind of space and to be able to build it out that way. We also anticipate that we would have some limited seating and furniture for anyone that may want to do some reflection. Mostly, this would be a passive space. We don't need any additional staff. Uh, we envision that it would be open weekdays, maybe you know, midday for several hours each day, or upon request, or if there was a school tour or a school group that came in. Um, we have done a, a very rough budget. Uh, I, was, I was provided advice by a wise uh, uh, individual that says, whatever you think it might be, double it. And so we really took a hard look at what we think will be. And so, yes, it does come in at about uh, $50,000 for an architectural design consulting. We did reach out to both our public works department as well as some, um, some architectural firms just to run some, some rough numbers by. And then, then the numbers that are in here are, are in that same ballpark. The building improvements, like I said, it needs completely new flooring. We would need to erect some uh, faux walls, lighting, some some new shades so we don't ruin for the sunlight the uh, photos and the historical documents that we have. And then we would look at sort of museum quality display cabinets and storage cabinets, as well as framing all of the items in a way that is consistent. Right now it's pretty haphazard the way that they're framed. Um, all in, we're looking at a ballpark of about 300000 and we would either identify in the next CIP um, funding through the general fund reserve, or that we do believe there would be some programmatic savings uh, going forward in the budget that could be applied toward uh, this project. With that, I, we're, this is more of a receive and file. We really just want direction from the council to be able to put this into the CIP, maybe bring on a consultant to do some preliminary architectural to give us a more refined budget estimate as we go forward through the CIP process uh, and really just take the next step of planning toward making this a reality, hopefully in time to unveil during the city's 25th anniversary, which is coming up very shortly, and we think that would be an appropriate time for this to be, to be open to the public. With that, I'd entertain any questions. Thank you very much. We have questions, comments from the council members. Council Member Holloway. A couple comments. Thank you very much, Mayor. Um, very much in, in favor of this project, however it exactly evolves. Um, there's a lot of information, like you've talked about, a lot of um, history in, in, in a small room. We've seen that room, and, and it's certainly the time seems to be there to do this. I like your location that you've, you've suggested. The cost estimate seems to be reasonable compared to other um, uh, entities that have done something like this. And your operations concept certainly makes sense. The, um, from a community standpoint, you always look at the cost of something, and there's, is, there, you know, is the benefit there? Um, you know, this is a big project that's going to um, take time, and, and as well it should, to, to, to come up with a good product. But I think the years of return will be well worth it because it's something that um, people can walk in, like you talked about, hours of operation. 
Um, people will come and look at this stuff, and there is an interest there. You never know. And is it just from people older that maybe have more history? No, I'm hearing it from younger people that um, are interested in this, and I think it's, it's well worth it, and it'll, it'll be a uh, rewarding project for years to come. So thank you for what you've done so far. Thank you. I'm going to come to you. Council Member Beal, Council Member Figaro, comments? Sure. Uh, thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, very pleased to see this item on the agenda. And I believe that when opened, this sort of facility would benefit our entire community. Every single RSM resident uh, would benefit from it, and I would hope they'd take advantage of it. And I know there is, as you mentioned, so much to exhibit. You know, we've got some on display here in our council chambers, but we've got some fantastic pieces back in the city staff quarters and all of the other materials that you made reference to that are currently in storage. And I think the reason why it's so important to exhibit our history is that today, I think if you went around and asked people in Rancho Santa Margarita, you know, how they like living here, with, without virtually any exception, they're going to say this is the greatest place they've ever experienced. We have a really, really unique quality of life, and there's a reason for that. It's not just something that happened, but it's something I believe, and I've said many times, that it was designed to be exactly what it is. And you mentioned Richard Reese, our master planner who passed away um, within the past few months. Um, he had a large hand in developing what that plan would be. So today, Rancho Santa Margarita has a unique quality of life that our residents enjoy. Tomorrow, in the future, will we still have that same quality of life? I hope so, and I certainly believe it can be so, but I don't believe that it would maintain the same unique high quality of life if our residents, and in particular future leaders, were not aware of, had lost sight of, weren't educated about the original master plan of this city, what it was designed to do and why. Because if you start chipping away at that, you start looking a lot like other communities that didn't follow these same sort of guidelines. And it's those communities that people are leaving to move to a place like Rancho Santa Margarita. So I think it's really important to share our history and this proud story of Rancho Santa Margarita with all of our residents, and I'm strongly in support. Thank you very much. Council Member Figueroa. Thank you very much, Madam Mayor. I um, do have one question. Um, I'm anticipating, let's see, looking at the furniture display cabinets and framing. Are we anticipating, Jennifer, that all the items I've collected to date would probably be displayed in actual glass display cases? So uh, we anticipate that all of the items that we have would be contained within this space that we're proposing. Some of it may be in cabinets that are not displayed. So for example, uh, we have the handwritten notebooks from Richard Reese, uh, and his, his penmanship was 
was outstanding. I mean, they're beautiful look at, to look at, just the penmanship, let alone the notes. We wouldn't necessarily, we might have maybe one on display under a glass case so that someone could look at it. But if there were a historian or a, a, you know, a researcher that wanted to review them, then we could make arrangements for them to be taken out of a case to, to look at. Uh, we could potentially do some changing exhibits, maybe not Maybe not as frequently as you might have at at a you know a, a museum, but we would be able to change some some things around. But we do anticipate that the entire collection would be stored and displayed in this particular space. Okay, and um, you know I'm I'm really pleased to see this project uh, go forward, and I'm assuming it's going to. You know we've been collecting um, items here from the city for for quite a long time, and they've been sitting in a closet. So it's going to be wonderful to get those out so they're on display for everybody to see. And I think it's it's going to be wonderful too because um, I think you know this particular part of City Hall is really going to be telling the story, the evolution of our city, you know, from from ranch land from, you know, hundreds of years ago to what the wonderful city is that we have now. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I've had the pleasure of receiving some of these historical items from, from our residents cleaning out their garages. So um, it's going to be wonderful to uh, get this moving. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, I agree with everything I've heard so far. I think it's really, really important to do this. I think all of us sitting up here have been at other city halls, other cities, and they oftentimes have a historical um, display of, of what they're all about. I dare say our history runs far deeper. Our roots run far deeper than a lot of those cities, if not all of those cities. Um, I think this is very important because we lost Richard Reese in August uh, of last year. And I dare say a lot of people may not even know who Richard Reese was and how important he was to the development of the city. Folks like Mike, who may have moved here in 2021, if I remember you said, Mike, there's no reason why you would necessarily know who Richard Reese is. But there's a reason why we changed the name of a street to Richard Reese Way. And we specific, specifically used the word way as opposed to Richard Reese Avenue or Drive or Street. Because the folks up here are very, very cognizant of the contributions of Richard Reese, and we want to continue to govern this city the Richard Reese way. And um, for again, for folks who are moving here or have moved here, uh, uh, you know, in the last number of years, I think having a, a museum, for lack of a better word, uh, demonstrating what our history happens to be and what Richard's involvement was, what Tony Moiso's involvement was, what the O'Neill family, with the Avery family, with all the, the depth of the history of the ranch, um, I think it's really important, not just for children, which I think obviously is very important, and I was really happy to see in your agenda item that it, it would be certain hours, but there would also be tours for children, hopefully, if, even if it was after the 3 o'clock hour. Um, I think that's really, these kids that we saw tonight, it's really important for those kids to give an idea, you know, a history lesson of where they live. I say this all the time, you know, the, the, the zero trash stuff I do. Before we start, I always say the reason we do zero trash is because to give kids an invested or give them a, a, have them invest in their community so they have a vested interest in their community. And it's the same thing if they, someone goes to this museum, if you will, they'll see, wow, this, is, this was a ranch at one point in time, and this, this is the, the, the Spanish came through here, and that's what that adobe hut happens to be out there in the Arroyo, why that's there, why it's protected. Uh, Gaspar in the 1700s came through here, the Portilla Expedition, all this stuff that would be really interesting for 
folks who are just moving here and not just for us old folks who have been here for since for May 1985. So um, I'm totally in favor of it. So if you need direction, I think you have it. I think all five of us, uh, if I may, Madam Mayor, sound like we're all in favor of that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mayor Pro Tem. Uh, I'll just add a few comments. Uh, it's hard to punctuate the eloquence of my council colleagues. Uh, today I opened uh, my mail. As you know, I've been out of town for a period of time. And I got an invitation uh, to a charitable fundraiser being held in a museum. And so it occurred to me that, and I might toss this out there for consideration as we're moving forward uh, with, uh, assuming this was moving forward, I was thinking, you know, this space could be monetized for private rental, much like we do the ballroom and our other uh, rental spaces in the area. Make a lovely, you know, cocktail reception to move through there for some private organization. And having that as a potential uh, certainly would offset the cost, but also might be something uh, for discussion with the design team. So I wanted to just put that out there. It's either going to, uh, based on, uh, you know, I know Anne's all in on this with me, but based on the need for circulation around certain areas. So I want to thank thank you, Jennifer, and staff for putting this together and actually bringing this to our attention. We have the opportunity to use and potentially monetize a portion of City Hall that's something that would be free to the public uh, to come through during the day, um, potentially a monetized space for private parties, which is adjacent to the patio area that we just remodeled about three years ago. And I think it's so important to share our history, uh, especially, you know, I think, Brad, you brought up a good point about the young ladies that were here tonight. Any one of them uh, could be our next leaders and it'd be uh, very important for them to know where we came from. So I'm, I'm, uh, I know this is a receiving file, uh, so I guess you have happy recipients, and we'll move on to the next item. Thank you very much. Moving on to item number 7.2, uh, design, oh, it's all about creativity. I'm sorry, 7.1. Planning commission, sorry about this, Brad. Planning commissioner appointment for February to December of 2024, Ms. Diaz. Good evening, Mayor and members of the City Council. The Planning Commission consists of five city residents who are registered voters of the city. Uh, per City Council Policy Number 1.7, Planning Commissioners are appointed by each City Council member unless there is a forfeits vote taken against nomination. Each nominee is automatically appointed to the Planning Commission. On December 9th, 2020, Mayor Potemager appointed David Tripke to the Planning Commission and Commissioner Tripke submitted his resignation on December 6, 2023, creating a vacancy on the Planning Commission. Pursuant to Section 2.03.020 of the Municipal Code, staff is requesting that Mayor Potem McGurr nominate and appoint a qualified resident to serve on the Planning Commission unless there is a forfeits vote to oppose a nomination. The appointed uh, commissioner will be seated at the next scheduled planning commission in February and serve the unexpired portion of the term until December 2024. This concludes my presentation. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll turn this over to you, Mayor Pro Tem McGurr. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Well, first of all, I want to thank Dave Tripke uh, for serving as uh, a planning commissioner since December of 2020. He did a great job, and I want to thank his wife, Michelle, for uh, allowing him to be here as often as he was and to be involved in our city in such a uh, substantial way. And um, he will be missed on the, on the uh, Planning Commission, but tonight 
I would like to nominate and appoint a gentleman that has been the pre past president of the RSM Chamber of Commerce. We all know him very well. He was active in directing, if you will, the uh, Rancho Family Fest this year, and I believe very involved last year as well. I frankly find there are very few people that uh, would equal uh, this gentleman's level of community involvement and knowledge uh, of the issues that are personally facing the business community. Um, his name is Josh Bastian. Many of us already know Josh for all the years he's contributed. I, I'm looking at his application for appointment to the Planning Commission, and I'll, I'm going to read a sentence that he wrote. I'm passionate about contributing to the growth and development of our community, and serving on the Planning Commission provides a unique, and un, yeah, unique opportunity for me to actively participate in shaping the future of our city. What more would you want from a Planning Commissioner? So um, with my colleague's approval, I would like to nominate and appoint Mr. Josh Bastian to the Planning Commission. Second. Making a motion. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Congratulations, Congratulations, Mr. Bastian. Josh. Mm -hmm. And just a little Josh Bastian commercial. Josh, all the years I've known you, I didn't know that you were um, in uh, BOMA OC and you have contractor state license board C C11, Class B general billing. I didn't know all these things about you. I just thought you were a smart guy. What the heck? <laughs> so, you know, those skills, you know, having construction and, and, and um, a, a unique um, perspective on development and construction is so helpful to the city. So uh, on behalf of my colleagues, I, I'd like to thank you for your, in advance, for your future service. And uh, we could not be happier uh, to have you join the Planning Commission, and our warmest regards to Mr. Tripke. Thank him so very much for his service. Congratulations, Mr. Bastian. This is a nice council meeting, isn't it? I mean, new Planning Commissioners, the cheer team, this is great. Okay, we're going to move on to item number 7.2, design concept review for landscaping at SR241, or Toll Road, and Santa Margarita Parkway project. Hello, Mr. Nguyen. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. Welcome. Glad to be back. All right. Good evening, Honorable Mayor, members of the City Council. I'm Trina Nguyen, Acting City Engineer. Here with me tonight is Arthur Guy from BGB Design, our landscape architectural consultant. And tonight's presentation is on the landscaping at State Route 241 and Santa Margarita Parkway. Thank you. So the, pr the project is located at the intersection of South 241 and Santa Margarita Parkway. The goal of this project is really to revitalize one of the main entrances into the city. There will be three concept designs presented to the city council tonight for your consideration. The project is located within the Caltrans right of way. So if the project proceeds to construction, we would be required to enter into a landscape maintenance agreement with Caltrans. We did approach Caltrans for a request to partner with them on their water meter, and Caltrans has agreed to allow us to hook up to their existing water meter as well as pay ongoing monthly costs associated with it. So for construction costs, that saves us approximately $10,000, and for 
ongoing monthly water bills, that saves approximately $100. To provide the council with the brief timeline on the project, the project was first approved as part of the fiscal year 23-24 capital improvement program in June of 2023. In October of 2023, the design contract was awarded. We're here before the council tonight to present three design concepts for your consideration and additional design reviews can be brought at a later time if so desired. So the first theme that we're gonna to discuss tonight is, is what we call the traditional theme. It really keeps with the original master plan. It provides for a lusher green plant palette. There are nine existing sycamore trees on site. We propose to incorporate that into the concept. We also propose to add in one additional tree species. So. The first is the forest pansy that's shown as option one, has reddish leaves. The second is a little gem magnolia. It has greenish leaves shown as option two. We plan on complementing that with two types of shrubs, a bougainvillea as well as green carpet. And then for the ground cover, once again, we have two options for the council's consideration. Option three is the low boy and option four is the clara. The next theme that we're gonna talk about tonight is the desert native theme. We call this our no irrigation theme because in theory, once the plant roots are established, we can discontinue watering with the opportunity to partner with Caltrans as well as the ability of plants to thrive better with water. We do suggest keeping a regular watering schedule if possible. The reason that we did not present this as a full removal of the irrigation system is because we want to incorporate the existing sycamore trees. They're native, they're mature. We believe that they'll add beauty to the concept. And um, during periods of extreme drought, they will require some supplemental watering. In addition, by keeping these existing trees, we will we'll eliminate or significantly reduce the amount of environmental review that's required. So this concept has a foreground of crushed rock. It's punctuated with two different types of agave plants. We transition between the front and the back of the concept with centennial shrubs. And then in the back, we have a native mix of plants shown within the red outline, and it has seasonal colors. And we are proposing one additional tree, and that's a desert museum, and it has yellowish leaves. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can didn't you, realize you Can you it. show me, if you could back up one real quick. Okay. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. I realize I have a copy of it in front of me, but oh, I, I had a better shot of it here. Great, it. thanks. So the, the next theme that we're gonna discuss is a structured landscape theme. It has mm -hmm. structured landscape grids. The Foreground grids or the exterior foreground grids are crushed rock. The interior grids are a adaptive flowering plants. We, uh, the, the grid lines are low horizon shrubs and we do propose to add one additional tree. And once again, we have three options for the city council's consideration. The first is a notches. The second is a little gem magnolia. And the third is a forest pansy. So we've discussed three themes today, the traditional theme, the desert native theme, and the structured landscape theme. The themes were presented in order of lowest cost to highest cost with the traditional theme being the lowest cost. 
The table on the top provides you with the construction cost and only the construction cost. The table on the bottom provides the construction or the all-in cost, so the construction cost with the soft cost, including contingency, construction management inspection, things of that nature. And so the all-in cost for the traditional theme is estimated at 196000 For the desert native theme, it's estimated at 204000 And for the structured landscape theme, it's estimated at 316000 To date, the city council has approved funding for up to the concept development phase. If we proceed with the final design, the additional cost for that would be $26,470. There is a surplus in the existing budget of approximately $2,000, so the additional appropriation required would be $24,470, and we can come back at a later time with the CIP budget amendment resolution uh, if desired by the council. So with that, the recommendation before the council tonight is to review the design concepts presented to provide input and direction as necessary and to authorize staff to return with the CIP budget amendment resolution for your consideration to proceed with the final design. That concludes my presentation, and we're here to answer any questions you may have. A splendid presentation it was. Very nice job. Thank you, Mr. Nguyen. Thank you, Mr. Nguyen. So I understand we have our landscape architect here also this evening. Hi there. Come on up, because what we're going to do next is like the lightning ram. I'm going to start to my right with Council Member Beal, and um, I'm going to collect some council comments. So I wanted to have you know the dynamic duo up here together. So thank you so much. Um, so at this point, I'll be entertain. We'll be entertaining Council Member comments on the three design designs proposed, and I'll start with you, Council Member Beal. Thank you, Madam Mayor. And by the way, you can pass if you want. We can come back to you. This is almost like a game show. You, know, you can pass to Councilmember Figaro and come back for your turn. I'm pleased to have this project before us. Um, it'd probably, probably be an exaggeration to say the current status quo is an, is an eyesore, but it's not that big of an exaggeration. And I believe that um, we can do much better and these proposals, I believe, would each do so. From a general, I, I don't really have questions, but I would. my initial observation is, and I think my goal would be to beautify this area in the most cost-effective manner and in a manner that is most consistent with the existing Rancho Santa Margarita plant palette, and that was all part of our original design. Uh, so I would say that I'm leaning towards, based on what I've heard and seen so far, their traditional option. It would be beautiful, and I believe it would be consistent, and I'm hesitant on the second one, the desert native it just doesn't seem to be really consistent with the Rancho Santa Margarita uh, surrounding areas. So uh, I'm just leaning towards uh, option number one, the traditional. Thank you. Council Member Figueroa. 
Thank you very much, Madam Mayor. Um, I was uh, looking, did we have a picture of a, what a sycamore tree um, looks like? Uh, on, on, the, on the slide, there's actually a few of them. So on the, I don't, yeah, I just wanted to, for everybody to see that. Yeah, that that would be representative of what the uh, sycamore uh, appears. Okay, with, that's with that leaves. was taken probably towards late fall, Correct. right when it's yeah. losing its trees. Because I I did just Google the sycamore tree, and it's typically very green. Correct. I'm sorry. It's typically very green, other than you know. Yes, it, it goes through you know the cycle. You know, the, in the springtime, bright green, and then the uh, the leaves will mature. Uh, and, and start to yellow out during uh, uh, late summer and in, into fall, and then. Okay, then so I, I think that's you know um, something to think about when we're selecting these other trees is what the sycamore tree looks like throughout the year because it does change. I think we're very fortunate um, where the sycamore trees are placed. It looks like they're placed in a, in a nice area on both sides um, next to each other. Um, I'm leaning towards one or two um, design-wise. Um, in your estimation, in terms of the sycamore trees that we're keeping, do you feel, in your opinion, that the tree options in Plan 1 work better with the sycamore or the second option, which is the Marconsonovia, I'm going to pronounce that correctly, the yellow tree? Do you have a um, recommendation on... With so, the existing sycamore tree, which of those two would look better with that one? If I have to, you know, I, I, I don't like to give opinions too much because this is your your city, and so I I, I kind of I'd like to reserve my my comments. But um, actually, having evergreen uh, trees in combination with deciduous trees works out, you know, very well. So. That uh, uh, during the, the winter time, the whole palette, the the whole the entire palette wouldn't be bare. Mm -hmm. So um, with the Palo Verde, um, you know, it has a beautiful you know yellow flower to it. Uh, it does um, uh, lose its its you know leaves, and it has a, a very light um, branching structure. Uh, the the um, Magnolia, Little Gem would provide the uh, evergreen look, uh, and it is uh, you know, the magnolias are are planted along Rancho Santa Margarita, mm -hmm. and you know, Plano Tribuco as well. Um, we are looking. Pardon me. What was the first tree you mentioned? Uh, the beginning with a P. Uh, that was the the Palo Verde. Yeah, we don't have a tree called Palo Verde in our plant palette. Uh, no, there is not in in the, the uh, yellow current. tree. I think that, that was the yellow tree. Okay, okay. the the, yeah. the Desert Museum or Parkinsonia. Yes, okay. Yes, the Desert Museum. Right. Right. Uh, so that Thanks. is uh, it, it. Definitely would be changing up the palette. Um, and it is the entrance to the uh, city, so it, it would be a, um, a markedly different uh, look mm -hmm. than what you okay, see. Okay, so uh, yeah, I think that's very important to you know consider. Um, the sycamore tree does lose its leaves. Um, it does look a lot different typically than it does look. I'm just googling it mm -hmm. than what's shown right here. 
Um, the two other trees in Plan 1, um, the forest pansy and the magnolia little gem, do those lose its leaves at any time, that both the, of them or either of them? The magnolia is an evergreen, and the uh, forest pansy is a deciduous, uh, the Cirsus um, forest pansy. So it, it, uh, the new growth comes in uh, uh, sort of purple, and then it will mature to a, a, a green, and then it will lose its leaves. It's a smaller uh, stature tree. Mm -hmm. Does that lose its leaves at the same time it, as the sycamore does? They, yes, they, they would, okay. it would okay. follow the same cycle. Well, I, you know, looking at the sycamore tree online, um, you know, in its evergreen green form, um, I would think, you know, the plan one would definitely work better with it. Um, I like the bougainvillea with um, the reds and the purples. I think that would go very well with the forest pansy as well, um, since it's in the same shade um, of pink, purple, whatever you want to call that. So, um, and I like the green carpet. I think, uh, again, this is definitely a worthwhile project. It's going to look beautiful when it's done. And based on the existing sycamore tree staying, I, I'm going to go with option one. Thank you very much, Madam Mayor. Thank you very much. Great questions about the trees. Uh, Council Member Holloway. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Mm -hmm. I also agree this is a worthwhile project. Glad to see it. Uh, I'll go with the, definitely the eyesore, Council Member Beale. It's definitely in that category. Um, actually better than some places we've seen, but certainly in need of a, a, a facelift. Um, I'm going to get rid of con Concept 3 just because of the cost. It's just too much more than I'd be willing to support spending, so now it's down to one and two. Um, for me, water conservation is important, so that leads me towards a little more towards uh, concept number two. Um, longevity with the appearance. So if we go on with concept number two, and there are times when winds can be pretty serious in that it will, the, whole, the whole area, but through that kind of that little, I'll just call it a tunnel there. You're proposing bougainvillea. Now, bougainvillea, in my experience, is going to get beaten up pretty bad with heavy winds, high winds. Am I right or wrong with that? Well, the, it's Because a, the, way, before I, the way you describe it is um, a backdrop of colorful, long-blooming bougainvillea. And I'm seeing 40-mile-an-hour wind through there. Is that going to wreak havoc on this long, beautiful bougainvillea? Uh, I wouldn't be planting bougainvillea around your swimming pool uh, for the you know the purpose of you know the the, the, the flowers you know you know getting blown off. But the actual um, the shrub and it is a, a lower-growing, uh, more of a mounding um, uh, version or um, species. I don't see it being a, a, a real problem with the um, with the wind because it is you know in the three to four foot height. Okay. Um, water differences between concept number one and number two. Are you talking fifty percent less, twenty percent? Can you is that a fair question? So. Concept number one, uh, those are medium uh, water-loving plants, but they can also be a, they're not all medium, and so that, you know, that 
the, the way the irrigation would be set up. If there's low plants, they would be uh, uh, assigned their own uh, irrigation valve. And then uh, plants that are more medium, like the carissa, is kind of a, a bridge between low and medium. Uh, the bottom line is there's a lot more rock. So the rock wouldn't be irrigated. It would be more point to point. So um, I think the pallet generally wouldn't, you wouldn't see a huge amount of uh, water difference other than we would be irrigating less area because of the expanse of the, the, the rock that wouldn't be irrigated. Is there something between concept one and two? Because I do understand the concept of um, the look, you know, or, or the way this city looks. Although I, don't, I think in this area we're talking about, it's not quite as focused as maybe other areas of the city. Is there something that you can think of that's kind of between this? Because again, I'm, the irrigation and the maintenance of things through the, the weather conditions is a concern. Um, in, in reference to concept number two, is there a way to make that a little bit more traditionally our our look, if you will? You could you could certainly take um, the concept two. Basically, concept two was a transition from coming off the freeway because the there's a, a sort of a native landscape as you make the bend around, and so we were transitioning. <laughs> Uh, into this area. Uh, we could take concept one, so we can take concept one and, and make it drier or make it a little wetter just by switching out some of the, the, the plant materials. So if, if the overall goal is, is absolute water conservation, then I think reducing the amount of area to be actually irrigated would would help you out the the most and that's by introducing the expanse of the rock and which is a, a lower maintenance um, uh, application because you just have less landscape to maintain um, I don't know that you're gonna save a tremendous amount of water by going switching out the, the, the plant palette from a low water to a medium water uh, might be twenty percent. Um, it's just it's not going to be that significant. And my, and my last question, I think, is concept number two something you would find in Arizona, and concept number one something you find in California? Is it that different? Are they that different with each other? So, the idea, I think, we're starting to see a lot of areas, um, business parks. Um, that were traditionally all turf, and and they uh, have switched it out the turf reduction uh, programs, and they've gone to very native or or uh, succulent or or grasses and 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 such, and and the introduction of rock. Um, rock is becoming much more popular, and it's it's a it's a very mm -hmm. Uh, kind of contemporary look, and and uh, there's just a myriad of of uh, uh, rubble out there to choose from, and and so I think um, yeah, there's 
there's a lot of traffic going in there in, in and around and so there could be a lot of weeds that blow in and so there's uh you know so you know i think the rock actually might be a better solution for just less weeds less maintenance so overall costs i would think number two is 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 probably the most affordable um and i tried to create a change with the idea of the quote-unquote no irrigation solution, but still have year-round color. And that's sort of the, more the backdrop. And, and so you have the, the foreground has uh, uh, agaves, in, uh, which would be more in the, like they, what you might see in Arizona, um, or, or probably most, more appropriately, uh, Palm Desert. With the, your, your color, if you, in, in reference to concept number two, is part of it's going to be based on the color of your rocks, right? In terms of color, it's not just well, going to be white or black. It's going to be there's going to be some color to it, correct? Well, yeah, the, the rock can be you know from anything you, know, you want rust, yeah. and you know there's there's all sorts of beautiful um, uh, selections, and then the size of the um, stone itself. Um, but the color that I'm talking about is the accent um, shrubbery in the mm -hmm. in the Got backdrop, it. and and again, what we were trying to do was uh, transition from the uh, uh, the the Caltrans uh, native planting, and so we were going to provide an assortment of native plants um, as a backdrop to the mm -hmm. foreground. Okay, thank you. I'm gonna. Uh, endorse concept number two from a maintenance standpoint and a irrigation water standpoint, even though they say it's not a substantial difference, but we have to start somewhere with water conservation. So I would be in favor of concept number two. Thank you. And just to clarify, option one uh, is slightly lower than option two in terms of cost, just for clarification. Say that one more time, please. Op option one's estimate, uh, is slightly lower than option two in terms of costs. Right, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you very much. Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, the very first sentence for number one, in keeping with the original master plan. And um, we have, uh, I've mentioned Richard Reese a lot tonight, I suppose, but a lot of folks don't realize that east-west roads have magnolia trees. That was Richard Reese's plan and north-south have a form of jacaranda tree on the, on the major streets. And Santa Margarita Parkway, as you pointed out, has magnolias all the way, uh, from, from Tribuco all the way out of Rancho. Um, I, I'm in favor of number one. Um, I recognize the sycamores. I drove by there again today. Uh, our deciduous trees, those sycamores are beautiful. I'm so glad to hear that you don't recommend taking them out because they're really big and they look great. And, and Rancho, if you, if you drive around, we don't have really big trees. Um, and so I was glad to hear that you would recommend keeping those. Um, as far as... Uh, the rest of it, um, I, I agree the magnolias would look good coming off. My personal experience, for instance, my front lawn is no longer a lawn. I've replaced all my turf with a desert-looking 
drought-resistant plants. And I think that looks great when someone takes out a parkway or a small area and they replace it with drought-resistant plants. But I think when you have an area this big and you're getting off a toll road, I don't want people to think they're getting off in Victorville. Um, and I think, in my personal opinion, I think it looks too, I mean, it's even called a desert native theme. And I personally would not be in favor of number two um, for that reason. Um, also, given the fact that Caltrans is letting us irrigate it with their water and um, is paying part of it, um, I, think, I think number one would look the best coming off the toll road. It would be consistent what someone sees when they come to the end of that uh, off-ramp and they're facing Santa, Margar or Santa Margarita Parkway. It would be generally consistent with that. Um, and so my only concern would be the magnolia trees that would be planted, I am assuming, would be relatively small. They wouldn't be fully grown trees. The magnolias grow real slowly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not fast growers. Right. And, and we're probably looking at a 36-inch box, which isn't a bad size. Um, and, and it's the little gem, so it's... it's it's different species than what's uh, planted as the street trees because those are standard, and these would be more of a, a low-branching style, okay. so more mass All right. from the ground. That's up. good to hear, actually. I like that. Um, and so, I, I, you know, again, I was there today, and I was looking, and I'm thinking, other than the sycamores, there's nowhere there. There's a couple of pine trees. Would they, would they go? Yes, the, the pine trees would go. Okay. There's, they've been sort of tortured. Yeah, they are uh, tortured, and they're one good Santa Ana wind from bumping into that building next door. So Yeah, so we, we are recommending okay. that those are removed. All right, I, I would agree with that. Um, with all that said, I just, I just want to be consistent with what the original plan of the city happens to be, and that includes the color palette. That includes the plants that, that are planted here in the public areas. And um, Again, for those who aren't aware, I mean, palm trees were not part of this city other than areas of... of uh, where people would gather. Richard didn't want palm trees anywhere other than where people would gather. So with all that said, I, I would be, uh, number three I thought was too expensive, otherwise I would be, I'd be interested in number three, but I would be um, in favor of number one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for three beautiful design concepts that are very difficult <coughs> to make a choice between. So I have a few comments uh, regarding number one and number two. Much like my council colleagues, I'm disposing of number three um, due to its cost, and it, it really just didn't appeal to me. No particular reason. Number one and number two look so good. I couldn't figure out why I'd pay up for number three. Um, where I see, in fact, this uh, particular visual is really helpful for number one. Uh, where... I feel that we have, or where I know that we have problems, is the small little green dots that say Carissa Green Carpet, low-growing natal plant. My observation is throughout the community where we have these low ground cover type shrubs, they never end up looking like this picture. There's one or two that die, some that don't grow properly. So we end up with, if you look down any medium, median in the street, you see patches of no growth, 
patches of poor growth. And so it becomes obvious because you have what should be a carpet of green ends up being a patchwork of green. So for that reason, and I look throughout the community, I never see anything that looks like this contiguous, beautiful green landscaping. Um, and our Sam Lark does a beautiful job. It's a beautiful community. Our city staff in the areas that we have in our area of responsibility also does a beautiful job. By virtue of this comment, I'm not lobbying for um, uh, design concept number two, by the way. But I just find in practical application, this doesn't, it, it, we're not the Ritz-Carlton. It's not going to look this way in five years or even in three. So what I'd like to propose is sort of a, a hybrid of the two for my council colleagues' consideration. I would like to stay sort of with the plant palette, but one of the interesting things is you can drive all throughout the community, and we've probably got to have 100,000 different bougainvillea plants around here. I'd like to find one low-growing plant that actually has flowers on it. I haven't seen one yet. I drove all around the community in anticipation of this. And we're also contemplating bougainvillea on the um, Antonio Gateway project. For some reason, I don't know if it's our dirt, I don't know if it's the winds, I don't know, you know, if the, the, the bougainvillea gods just don't like us, but um, we even struggle with them in pots here at City Hall. They just don't look like we would like them to look. So for that reason, uh, even though it is a, a consistent plant throughout the community, I'm not a fan of it because it just doesn't turn out that way here. And I don't know why. I'm not a plant person. I'm not a plant expert. So I'm proposing a, a look for this area that's compatible with the original master plan, but also compatible with what has been done across the street on the SAMCOR properties where they have, and that's why I proposed some decomposed granite there, to give some continuity for this section of the city. I think if we attempt to have you know, this uniform uh, carpet of Carissa, it's just not going to grow that way for us, and it's, it's just not going to be a reality. I would like to have some type of interesting, big, maybe three to four feet tall, boulder display. And I'd like to have the Santa Margarita, Ranch Santa Margarita City Seal in wrought iron on boulders on each corner. And I think it'd be a lovely sort of decor item, much like we put either, I can't remember, Jennifer, is it the, oh, there it is, right outside, right at the end of uh, City Hall. So I, I'd like to incorporate some decomposed granite and break up some of this Carissa green carpet. And I'm interested in my colleagues' thoughts on that. I think maintaining the concept of the palette is good. I'm not going to die on the hill for bougainvillea. I just don't find it really grows and, and blooms nicely here, especially the low carpet ones. Um, and avoid what would be the pockmark concept or the pockmarking that happens when we try to have the green carpet 
in large masses of clustering, because I don't think we get there. So if we incorporated some decomposed granite cutouts with small rock formations, a boulder on each corner, uh, wrought iron um, city seal on each one of them, or something that says Rancho Santa Margarita, uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, so my question would be, uh, how do you guys feel about that? Now, don't be all jumping up and down with excitement. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, I just wanted to remind uh, my colleagues, um, I, I wish we had a picture of what the sycamore looks like mm -hmm. um, when it has its leaves, because um, it is a very traditional tree, mm -hmm. if, if you look it up. So, Don't um, they have those on, I'm sorry to interrupt you, on Antonio Parkway, like going into Ladera Ranch? Every, every yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're everywhere. So and that's they're really old it's looking. It's so wonderful that we're using it, exactly. But my point is that I like the fact that we're keeping traditional. I, I yeah. do think, um, Madam Mayor, your idea of um, signage is fantastic. If we can do it in the budget, um, I mm -hmm. think that's wonderful. Did we consider um, uh, ground cover of jasmine at all? Oh. Um, I know jasmine tends to be one of the plants that I don't kill in the backyard <laughs> all the time. Um, and I, you just see it, you I just think see it, it does on trellises better. as yeah. well as ground cover. Um, and it also smells nice, which is another added benefit. Is that something that you would recommend um, that might go with some added of the de decomposed granite that the mayor was talking about? Well, the carissa is a little bit more drought tolerant than the jasmine, mm -hmm. and and um, mm. and so I I think we were trying to move to to a little bit more of a, a drought tolerant, even if in the medium, you know, um, uh, water range, and that the the coverage of a carissa, you know, um, the green carpet, you know, would be far wider than individual plants of the, the jasmine because it takes a little while uh, we usually if we plant that it's one gallon at 24 inches on center and it'll take probably two years to okay fill in. and the, the reason i thought of it just because that it t does tend to grow well um and i'm not familiar with the carissa so yeah yeah there's there's you know there's also um, a honeysuckle um, that that is you know, low ground cover, green, pretty much year-round color. It needs to actually be, okay. um, uh, you know, trimmed down to keep that uh, right. low growth. But. Okay, well, I was just thinking of alternatives to, to the Carissa. Um, but anyhow, I in terms of what the man, uh, our mayor was talking about, I, I think extra signs would be fantastic if it works out with the budget. Um, if we wanted to add some decomposed granite, the only thing I, I would really recommend is because the sycamore is a very traditional-looking tree that we keep all the elements that we're talking about um, traditional and, again, working with the master plan of the city. So thank you very much. If, if I may, okay. um, yeah. in regards to decomposed granite versus the rock, um, what we normally get is when you when you put decomposed granite just in a sort of a landscape area, it looks like, well, what did you do? You just left it blank. Mm -hmm. Whereas the rock seems to be more of a, a design statement. And so I, and it also gives, you know, color, just shade and pattern with the sun going down. And um, 
you know, I would, I would say if if mm -hmm. if we we can incorporate you know boulders, but I would probably like to do it with the um, a crushed rock um, that could be of different size. You know, there's there's larger rubble or there's smaller size, but it it would give I think a little bit more of a design statement than just uh, the decomposed granite in this case. And I have to apologize. I, I misspoke. I I said DG. I'm, I'm so used to that in my business, and you do have crushed rock. So I do like the crushed rock concept, and I like the color variations of the crushed rock. So I uh, apologize for maybe, oh, don't, you, don't know, apologize. Um, just... you know, sending us careening off. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that, and I agree with you. It looks like dirt. It looks like sandy dirt. Mayor Pro Tem. Yeah, I was just, I'm glad you brought the Carissa up because I, I have always noticed it's, it doesn't grow that great in the medians and there'll be areas of dirt and whatever. And so, yeah, I, I would be in favor of doing something like crushed rock where the Carissa is right here on item number or option number one. I would beg to differ on the Bougainvillea, though. Um, I think Bougainvillea looks great. Um, I, I have Bougainvillea, my street, Arroyo Vista, go up and down. We have hedges of Bougainvillea that Sam Mark put I in. know, but none of the public areas, it seems to work. It's in. a public area. It's up and down, San, really? up and down Arroyo Vista. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, Sam, Lark, is, Sam Lark put it the in. Who the heck is landscaping or gardening of Roya Vista? Let's get them over. Yeah, Sam Lark did it uh, a while back, wow. and it looks beautiful. They're like three feet high hedges, and they did it so people weren't parking on Arroyo Vista. You can't open your passenger door. Oh, no kidding. And wow. they're drought tolerant. I mean, they don't need a lot, a lot of water at all. Okay, well, if you promise me I'm getting flowers on these Bougainvillea, I'm, I promise I'm down you. But with I, the I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, you give me the Bougainvillea and I'll give you the crushed rock. <laughs> okay, and so um, that's, that's, I think the mayor and I just came to an agreement. So there we go. I, I, I think it's a decent swap. Um, I, I'm, I'm down with that. All right. um, can, I, can I make another? Sure. Um, we did give different options, um, knowing that there was going to be this debate. Um, there's sort of a mid-level swath that uh -huh. uh, you know we see, and that too. We had uh, Raphaelipus uh, ballerina in a mass, um, or something that's more drought tolerant, which would be the acacia redolens, um, uh, or low boy. Um, that would be a drier, um, you know, look. Um, it's very, very common. You see it on uh -huh. many of the uh, manufactured slopes, um, you know. Oh, yeah. Around this no, it looks like area. a weed. It's, it's, yeah. I'm sorry, it's ugly. It's ugly. Okay. It's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's a cast. It, you, it, yeah. it, once <laughs> you plant it, it will not go away. So it, it, it they <laughs> spreads like a wildfire. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they, I hate bringing up Royal Vista because that's where I live. But, they have it up there too, and it's just, it's yeah. ugly. I have um, it behind my house. No blooms. There's nothing to it. It's mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's just it's gray, low growing, yes, moundy, yeah. and. Uh, but anyway, you know we we, uh, I don't know what. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't ask for permission to speak. Now no, no, I no, apologize no. for that. Well, we're infamous for our plant discussions yeah, here. I don't, I don't know. know. Degree, I don't yeah. know what the. I can't wrap up. Indica clara happens to be. I don't know. That, does that have blooms? Yes, or? it does. It has a white white bloom. That, that is that like Indian summer, like what they call Indian summer? Um, I think I have this in my yard. There's springtime, which would be pink, and then mm -hmm. the, yeah, uh, the yeah. claret, and it and it's uh, 
it's a larger um, uh, uh, it's a large mound that, that grows about five feet wide and, and gets about this high uh, over time and it can be kept you could keep it as a, a, a flat right. you know um, height or just allow it to to billow but it's 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 beautiful so if if we took a little bit of number two with the crushed rock and incorporated it into almost, if we took half of the crushed rock and put in some sort of landscape to look like Richard Reese's original concept, keep the magnolias, um, as long as Brad's out there fertilizing and trimming the bougainvillea, I, I mean, you know. I know. I'm with you, Jerry. I, I got to see it to believe it, baby. And um, what is Daiti's bicolor? It's a it's a, a strappy um, yeah. you know shrub that has a a, a yellow or a white. Um, is it like a flat flower. little flower on the end? Yeah, little little flower. Almost looks like a lily, doesn't it? it yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have those in the community around the lake. Okay, I'm going to go back around for round two. Councilmember Beal, what are you thinking? Today, what we have is a bunch of rocks. I don't know what kind they are. I, I recognize that in the desert native proposal you're referring to prettier crushed rock of a certain color my overall preference remains the traditional option number one and my goal would be to have a softer green more lush landscape in this area that's just been traditionally a bunch of rocks and so I'm not really inclined to try and mix the two because I feel like we already have rocks there. Even though we put new ones that might be of a different color tone, um, I'd prefer to just have a softer green, lush landscape as we uh, approach the city from um, this on-ramp or off-ramp. Um, for that reason, I'm not really inclined to add boulders. I am open to the idea of putting, you know, another RSM sign uh, in if that's what the council wanted to do but um, I my I'm not concerned given the limited scope of this project about um, water conservation I don't think there's going to be a, a meaningful difference in the amount of water uh, the, the cost to construct option one is the is less than number two and so that's kind of just where I'm at. I really like to keep it soft, green, and lush, and get a, a completely different look from what we have. Thank you very much. Very good. Councilmember Figueroa. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, in terms of, I think we're all, most of us were on the same page about option one, and 
I think another reason why it's a good option is just the massive amounts of concrete and hard surface that's around that. So I think the softness of these trees, I think, is very nice. Um, I think something to keep in mind is the sycamore tree does lose its leaves. So the more rock that we use, the more, you know, the less softness we get. Um, but I, I'm not opposed to adding some of it. Um, I think we can make it look good and make it look traditional still. So, um, you know, if we can find some type of green ground cover that doesn't die and doesn't need a ton of water, I'd be open to that as well. So I think we're on the right track. If, you know, I don't know, Madam Mayor, if maybe they want to do two options for us, one with rock and one without, or maybe another option for green ground cover. Um, you know, I think we're getting very close here. So. getting closer, getting closer. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Councilmember Holloway. Thank you. What I'm thinking here is um, we're taking a long time to talk about something that isn't life or death, which is a good thing because that's the kind of things we can talk about here because this is what's important to us tonight. And one thing, I'm, as I'm hearing everyone speak here, um, it's making me realize that this is actually going to, it's a pretty big deal for a number of reasons, and I like the conversation, and I think it's worth the time we're spending. It might seem like a long time, but it's worth it because people look at these two locations frequently. And if it doesn't go right, we just spent a quarter million or whatever it may be on something that didn't work. So I'm hoping that, and I know you're going to come back to us with another concept to look at so that we can really you know, get into the bougainvillea, if you will, rather than say get into the weeds with this. Because um, we all have our opinions about what we like or don't like plant-wise, but that's your world. I can tell you that I'm not a big bougainvillea fan there because it can be, you know, it can be disruptive. That being said, the things that we look at when we see these types of areas, off-ramps and on-ramps, they don't look good because there's trash, which is, I don't know how much of a problem is here. I don't really notice trash that much when I, you know, drive by there. It's pretty quick when you're driving by. Um, the growth doesn't look good because it's undernourished, and maybe they, you know, it doesn't, it just doesn't look good. And, it's, and, it's, and whatever was on the ground is gone, and you see just dirt. That being said, and on my mind's eye, I'm not, you know, Tony brought up about there's rocks there now, and I'm not remembering exactly what's on the ground on both sides. Are both sides free of seeing dirt, and they're full rock right now? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not remembering this. What does it look like exactly today? <laughs> It's just sort of raw dirt. Um, yeah, I, there's not oh, yeah. rocks per se. It's just yes. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't like think it was landscaped were. at some point, and then I think maybe it just succumbed to. Well, there's not rocks. It's not full of rocks right now. No. Yeah, I didn't think it was. So that being said, rocks have a benefit from maintenance, and I and I think the higher we go, and the more um, uh, like Mayor was talking about that some of these things just don't work. They just don't look good for whatever reason. I'm not getting into your world, but whether it be the elements or lack of care, whatever it may be, we need to be simple here. So when you come back to us, you're hearing all of this. I don't know if we're going to vote on our, our concepts today and then go forward with that, but I, I think it does need to be a bit of a hybrid here because the rocks, which we don't have now, can provide an element of... Um, beauty, if you will, that we don't have, that just bare dirt happens because of the winds and the elements combined with 
a lush look that gets us toward, more towards the look of the city, if you will. I'm, I am looking for more of a hybrid here because I'm hearing a lot of good ideas on both sides of it. Can, can you come up with a, another concept from what you're hearing? Well, I think the, you know, the, the shapes, basically one and two are essentially the same sort of, um, uh, you know, soft um, uh, flow design. Uh, you know, it's in each, each corner is kind of unique. You have this, it, there's, it, it, it kind of played into just these soft forms. And so the third, you know, version, which was, you know, to provide this kind of grid structure, it was kind of a departure on, on all that. Um, but let me ask you when, the, you, when you talk about crushed rock, so I'm going to clarify what you're talking about here, or granite, whatnot. It's not powdery, right? No, no. Because obviously it, the wind would wreak havoc on that. Right. It, it could be, um, you know, two to four inches uh, in size or three-quarter inch. That would give you a little bit more of a softer okay, so it's not ground plane. Smaller rock versus powdery crushed No, rock. no, that would be the de decomposed the, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, I, th I think that the, the forms would, would stay the same, you know, for, you know, one, which is, again, similar to two. Um, I'm thinking there's... Uh, does the carissa, you know, would that die out? It's actually used, you know, we use it quite a bit because it's pretty robust. Um, and, but, you know, there, there could be soil conditions that, you know, again, you lose one. Uh, myoporum, um, parvifolium, uh, it's something that is, again, used in, in large um, swaths and, and you get one plant that will grow 10 feet, but then if somebody steps on that, it's dead, and that's 10 foot of, of you know, dead. Right. So, um, whereas, you know, something like uh, the jasmine, you know, that's more of a, um, a vine, uh, you know, um, and it, it just kind of trails, and so then you, you know... Uh, how long would that, how long would that take to grow to cover the dirt? Uh, it depends on just how close, you know, you uh, plant it. Um, you know, if we want immediate, um, you know, within a year, we'll plant it at one gallon at 18 inches. And if you have a little bit, uh, you know, less money to spend, then you might spread it to, you know, 24 inches. Um, and and then there's mulch that goes down. That keeps the, the, the weeds, you know, um, at bay. So about a year to grow, it to cover takes, the ground. It take a, you know, and you're going to get areas that, uh, you know, it, it grows quicker and, and areas that, uh, but there's there's a lot of, but there's a lot of, um, like, Bermuda grass with um, all the truck traffic and, and so much traffic, and it blows in weeds, and so you have to be kind of careful, I think, if, um, I think you you could get into some bad Bermuda um, uh, patches that could infiltrate something like planting uh, jasmine, whereas a shrub is the the weeds. It's just easier to maintain with a with a solid shrub ground cover. Um, and I'm getting into the <laughs> into the weeds with this, but uh, I think weed abatement is is actually Im important.
So with, uh, with concept number one, and I'll move on, there's really no rocks. And with two, there's a lot of rocks. That's why I'm saying we need, to, we need a hybrid here because if you're talking about, we, wanna, we want ground cover, okay, because we don't want dirt. That's what we're trying to get rid of. Now, whether or not that's, the bulk of it is rock, decorative rock, or the bulk of it is live, I think we've, that's where we're at here, it sounds like to me. And we could argue about Bougainvillea, I'm not going to go there, but that seems to be the concept here because that's when I look at a, that, that type of area, it's the bare dirt or the dead plants that got us here. That's all. So I'd like to see some hybrid of this. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going to take a moment and call on our city manager. Yeah, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. A couple of things I wanted to um, mention uh, as you continue to consider the plant palette is the, the reason that we're undertaking this pilot project really is because there hasn't been maintenance. So the dirt that you see there is because there is a lack of maintenance mainly by Caltrans. And we know they have a number of responsibilities and challenges and maintaining this little corner of the world is, is not high on their priority list or their funding list. Uh, they do allow cities, municipalities to uh, upgrade the landscaping and maintain the landscaping once it's upgraded. So I just wanted to kind of give that context of how it's evolved to the condition that it is in. It's not through the city's fault that it's, main, that it's been that way, but it has been a lack of maintenance. Whatever is ultimately implemented here, the city would be maintaining uh, we would be amend amending our maintenance contract for our landscaping and add that into it. So there is a the, the concept that we would be maintaining it regularly in hopes that it did not fall into the, the re disrepair that this condition is currently. So that, that was just one thing I wanted to uh, iterate that we, we would be maintaining this the best that we could through our landscape maintenance contract. Uh, the other thought is that I think it's really important for the council to um, work through the, these concepts because this is intended to be a pilot project. If it is successful, uh, the thought is that we would come back successively over the next several budgets and add intersections and add off-ramps. I think originally, I think the idea was we wanted to do all of them similar to the way that we have done the street signal light maintenance projects and, and added some every year. We thought we might want to do this to beautify various areas of the city that uh, when you're coming off, we're going on to. So I think it is really important that the council come up with a design that they feel that they like and also that can be maintained um, efficiently and effectively. Uh, the other thought I wanted to leave you with is we, with these designs that we have here, and I know that um, uh, Tree mentioned at the beginning the amount that was budgeted, we, we have no problem coming back with an amendment. We would need an amendment to do additional design work. I think it's important that you do that. I, no one expects you to pick one of these three you know, as they're, as they're drafted. Uh, certainly, we want to make sure that it's a, a combination that is satisfactory to everyone. Uh, but we would come back, if there is direction to do additional design work, we would come back with an amendment uh, for that work. And, and with that, that's just some, some considerations I wanted to uh, iterate to the council. 
Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Mayor Pro Tem, further comments? Um, not so much. I, I, I do, again, like number one better than anything else. I, would, I wouldn't mind just replacing Carissa with something else okay. that cause, uh, would grow better for whatever reason. Maybe it is the soil here. I don't know. But the Carissa, um, if you go look at the um, medians up and down Santa Margarita Park, where you'll see 10-foot areas that are just bare. And same thing up and down Impressa. I know that we don't maintain that. I think it's Samcor's responsibility, but um, it doesn't look very good. Um, and this is such a large area, I, I, I worry about that. So if there's another uh, ground cover that you would recommend uh, in place of Carissa, I'd be open to that. Um, I don't have any great um, uh, negative feeling about the rock. Um, and I agree with what you indicated, I'd rather see boulders, something other, I don't want to see the small little crushed rock. I mean, that's an area where you would want to have large rocks that are decorative. And so I would agree if um, if that's something that looks good, then I'm not opposed to that. But again, I um, um, I think number one is the way I'd, I'd want to go. Very good. Councilmember Holloway. I think we can get a, a, a good hybrid here <clears throat> because if you, correct me if I'm wrong, if we put ground cover, live ground cover around and rock around that, the ground cover grows over the rock. It's not like it, it, you're, you're putting 200 plants that have to come up. You can do both here. We can have the, you know, if, if you're going to have, a, take a year or so for ground cover to grow, which I don't want to have a year of continued dirt, and somebody steps on it or you know, messes it up and we're starting over again, we can have a combination of both. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but I think we can um, have a combination of both and accomplish all of these tasks. Thank you very much. I have some thoughts to share. Um, would you go to slide uh, for option one, please? Thank you. So uh, I think we are going to send you back uh, to come up with a revised plan, and I have some thoughts for some direction on that. I think what the council would like, this is what I'm getting, is to maintain the original master plan concept, but incorporate something decorative here that might be slightly different. And I think the, the issue between uh, option two and option one is I think option two has too much a crushed rock. It's too much of that so that it does give an Arizona look. It does give a Palm Springs look. So if we flip over to option two, please. So the large swaths of it, I think, is less appealing and more halting to the council. So there's a variety of directions you can go. What may be palatable is to come back with more focus on the corner, with uh, crushed rock on the corner, and I'd actually like to have a sample we can hold in our hand of two or three different ones, just so we have size, shape, you know, the texture of it. Because the term crushed rock, to me, is almost like the term completion in construction. Everyone thinks they're complete, but nobody has the same definition of what done is. So, um, I kind of like to see that. I, I like, um, I'm, I'm not the plant person, so I'm 
I really just want something that will grow here, and you're welcome to drive around and see how things uh, do grow with the type of soil we have. And I'm thinking perhaps we can have a more um, colorful, not sand-colored rock formation with a modest sign that doesn't attempt to duplicate the Alicia T, and it doesn't attempt to duplicate our monument signs, but just something subtle that says, you know, welcome home, welcome to Rancho Santa Margarita, whatever it is, we'll figure it out. Maybe it's a low boy, you know, faux wood sign, I don't know, with a little seal on it. Um, something modest and tasteful that we can duplicate without breaking the bank. I'd like to know about electrical in the area. I see an electrical box, an existing electrical vault. I want to know if we have the, you know, any ability to bring low vol a low voltage light to light the welcome home or Rancho Santa Margarita sign or anything in the area at an extremely cost-effective way. So I need a, a, a thumbs up or thumbs down on that. Um, yes. We we spoke about that uh, before oh, great. the meeting because I think that was a question that was going to come up. Okay. Uh, the irrigation controller has 120 right. coming up to it, and I, we didn't look inside to see what the capability is, but all we would need is to tap off of that. There'd be a, a transformer, and then right for low uh, voltage, low voltage okay. you know, wires would go to uh, what you just yeah. you know, mentioned. I think it's a wonderful opportunity, and I... I always um, I always agree with Councilmember Figueroa that lighting just transforms the space, and we have an opportunity to uh, transform this space with low-voltage lighting very inexpensively. My last request is what I see here in front of us isn't what's in my staff report. So all of the details that it's on this screen... I don't have, none of us have. So we're looking at things like austere landscape, crush rock, all these things. It's not on my drawing. And some of the details about, you know, agave, whatever it is. So I need to have, I need to have complete drawings in my agenda package, and I would appreciate if we could make that happen for the next time you, you come, so that I could study these things and be better prepared for the meeting, because I learned a lot here in this meeting um, that I didn't have access to in the agenda package. So with that, I think, I think you have some direction to come back and sort of, I don't know, take everyone's comments, put them in your magic Cuisinart, hit puree, and out comes something fabulous. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I can say we deeply appreciate your creativity, and thank you for asking all our times. We're completely convinced we have the right person for the job. We're just uh, very mindful of preserving the character of the community and adding something when we do a beautification project that uh, people will like and appreciate. I don't want to relive. Now, Tony and Jerry remember this. I don't want to relive the UCLA tiles on, this, on the city monument sign. 22 years ago, we put gold and blue four-inch tiles on our monument signs, and every USC fan came unglued. <laughs> so we had no idea that we were uh, potentially offending them. So we're ever since that day, we're extra mindful of how we go about this. Um, and so 
Uh, do I have any further council questions, comments, directions for staff? Um, no, yes, no. certainly. I was just um, hoping that uh, the next uh, presentation, too, that we could have a picture of uh, Sycamore Tree. That'd be so great. <laughs> uh, and, and then maybe what it looks like throughout the year as well. And then just another uh, comment, too, on the signage, um, Madam Mayor, that, you know, um, the city manager was talking about how this is could be, you know, used in different locations throughout the city. And I think that the signage wouldn't have to be there all the time, maybe just on the major, you know. Yeah. Um, intersections or off ramps from the toll roads. So I think we have some um, options here. So yeah, like for Melinda. Yeah, less right. So really good job, good observation. One much. question I would have is just um, it's a point of clarification, really, for me. Um, with respect to putting crushed rock, what is our main goal there? Is it because we don't believe that plants would grow, or we wanted rock? For me, it's a textural and design concept. It's just a different texture. Add visual interest. I don't want to look like Arizona, but I, I kind of like to add some visual interest. Okay. And my thought with that was just the dirt. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get rid of dirt. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're, however that happens. Mm -hmm. And if live ground cover works, wonderful, but that's riskier. Um, higher maintenance and the point of this if we're going to make this a pet pro or a project that's going to expand maintenance 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 I keep thinking about less maintenance the better so you're going to come up with some wonderful concept that's going to put together all these opinions that you've heard and then we can maybe duplicate that as time goes on so this needs to be you know a real good Easily setup and I think you're going to get that it's just you know, back to the drawing board a little bit there's good concepts here but yeah, I, I actually think that uh, what, what I'm hearing is generally, you know, that uh, you're not adverse to uh, rock, and having that at the edge um, actually is an advantage um, just from a maintenance standpoint because there's a, just, there's a lot of road debris that, that gets on leaves and things, and that actually causes, you know, plant decline, and that's... Um, could be one of the reasons why the medians are, are very difficult. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. That's so um, interesting. And, yeah. and, and actually, we do drip irrigation mm -hmm. in medians now because we can't have over, overhead spray. There's a real problem with that because then the, the, there's no wash-off of the leaves. Oh. And, and so, um, uh, for instance, Newport Beach... Um, they just say no. Do do sprays, even though it it goes against the uh, state um, water model, um, you know, conservation mm -hmm. guidelines. Um, and it's really just to get water on the leaves to to you know get rid of some of that road dirt. Mm. Um, so bringing the landscape back into the space um, or you know remove it back is actually an advantage. And so I think what we could do is obviously. Concept two was we maximize the, the, the rock. Concept one is, you know, that first band, you know, is much smaller, and, and that actually would uh, play, play into the, the rock, and then you have the nice billowy um, shrubs uh, in, in the background, you know, with, you know, a, you know basically layered and, and providing the... The bougainvillea, you know, bougainvillea is, the intent is not to over prune it, is to allow it to billow out. 
and and we were actually proposing two two different species to give a kind of a, a combination of color, um, which you know be awesome. So then they might have a little bit different flowering time, and 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 the thing with bougainvillea, they do it does have such a long flowering cycle, whereas most you know shrubs you know relatively short. But if it's a short cycle, at least I want to see something that looks good and 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 green at least so that's sort of the way i would approach it and then incorporating um you know the signage um that's still a little unclear but uh you know in terms of a logo because the the what what i see is what scale is it because if you have a logo it's got to be large enough for you know somebody to see it and it's off um, to the side, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 feet. And so that's... Um, it's possible that won't work, so please know I'm not emotionally attached to that. Okay. You know. Um, but I think some signage of a word, you know, would be appropriate. Yeah, it's just, it's the scale that mm -hmm. I, I, would, yeah. it, I would worry about. And, you know, what is it we're trying to say other than, you know, you're entering the city. And, and if you're entering the city at that point, Fine. Let's do a, um, you know, a, an entry monument. This has been so very helpful. I want to thank you both very much. Um, an excellent job. And I'll ask for one more thing. The next presentation, the little boxes with plants. I have 61-year-old eyes. They're not that great anymore. If we can make them a little bigger, that'd be, or have an attachment, that'd be so welcome and appreciated. Yeah, we'll, we'll Put that on a separate yeah. sheet. We tried Great. To Help save, a sister you know, out here. Because yeah. it will be one concept, so it will okay. be easier. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, this is very helpful, and a, a special thank you to all my council colleagues for terrific input. Uh, we are now moving on to item number eight, public comments. This is our second opportunity to address the council on any matter not listed on the agenda that is within our subject matter. Do I have any additional requests to speak? We have none. Thank you very much. Uh, item number nine, city manager report. I have nothing this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, item number 10, matters presented by the mayor and council members. 10.1 committee assignment report. We'll turn to council member Beal for his report on the Foothill Eastern Transportation Corridor Agency. Uh, thank you once again, Madam Mayor. Um, we did have a meeting in December. It was a pretty short agenda as we were heading into the holidays uh, at that time. Um, I think the highlight was um, an agenda item uh, that people may notice as they drive the toll roads in the coming months, and that is um, we approved a license agreement uh, for a pilot program with the Irvine Police Department, and it has to do with the Tomato Springs toll plaza that's no longer used anymore. But there is a significant area um, of roadway parking uh, in that area. And the Irvine Police Department approached us uh, with an interest in occasionally using that land for purposes of training, primarily for their motorcycle officers and um, 
So we've approved that, and it's, as I mentioned, it's a pilot program. There will, from time to time, be motorcycle training occurring there. We want to make sure that it doesn't create any kind of distraction for drivers to see a lot of cops riding motorcycles there. But um, <laughs> uh, it's possible other agencies may have an interest. We're, the TCA is really looking for ways to repurpose or reuse these toll plazas plazas that no longer are used since we've gone to um, a, a different structure of collecting our tolls. So That's a great idea, actually, for them. Thanks. Thank you very much. So I'll start to my left with uh, uh, council member reports or comments. Any comments from you? It reports, council member Holloway. Uh, thank you very much. No Bougainvillea comments at this point. Yeah. <laughs> More comments this year about the New Year's Eve celebration, Wendy, than ever. There are always good, positive comments, but you know sometimes we exaggerate a little bit some of the public input, but not this time. I've been approached by five or six different people, and that's substantial in a city like this, um, how much fun they and their kids had. So kudos to you and your staff to put that together. It was a lot of work. Um, but it continues to be beneficial. And was it raining a little bit? Uh, no, it was beautiful. Or was, it, was there a little bit of rain? No? No? Okay, all right. What was it? And somewhere else. Um, and as I'm sitting here, I got a text from um, someone that lets me know how many times we have a taco stand on uh, Santa Margarita Parkway, and apparently two or three nights in a row we have not. So I'd like to um, thank the entities that are making sure that um, the daily violation for not having a health permit that happens when the taco stands show up are being enforced as much as they can with the limited staff that the health department has. Um, and when the sheriff's department goes out and our code enforcement goes out with the, with the health department to do what they're supposed to do to help them out, thank you for that. Um, uh, this entity, which is a, appears to be a larger business that has just employees that work there, uh, continues to decide to violate the law by not having a health permit. Um, and as long as they continue to violate the law, then this city will be active in enforcing the existing laws. And I know the city attorney is working on some potential ordinances that I think we might hear about in February at some point in time. So thank you all for doing what you can um, to keep our safe our city safe and sanitary as possible. Thank you. Thank you very much. Councilmember Beal. Um, I'll piggyback on what Councilmember Holloway just said regarding the taco stands. I want to thank our public speaker tonight for taking the time to bring it to our attention. Um, these operators are violating the law. They damage our landscaping, the, well, the private landscaping on those corners. Uh, they're putting the health and safety of our residents at risk every time they come out because they don't uh, satisfy the requirements to operate a food service business. And they're hurting our businesses, our restaurants that are required and do meet all of those state requirements. So I'm grateful also for the efforts that have been made to date to um, enforce those laws, and uh, I've 
I would very much like to see if there's anything that we could do as a city in terms of adoption of an ordinance to give uh, law enforcement or the city more power uh, to curtail these scoff laws. Uh, I, I would very much like to have a discussion about that and an agenda item for approval. Thank you. Thank you. Councilmember Figueroa. Thank you very much. Just real quick, just wanted to wish everybody a happy new year. It's hard to believe that we're in 2024, but just feeling very blessed to live in this wonderful city and to work with my city council colleagues. And uh, I know our residents feel the same way. And thank city staff and wish everybody a wonderful year. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, first, I want to say, big, say a big shout out to uh, Wendy Reddington and her staff for a great New Year's Eve event. You know, while we're all enjoying our Christmas holiday and New Year's, uh, Wendy's planning the biggest party we throw in the city uh, every year. And so thank you so much for that. And I agree, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about it, more so this year than, than in previous years. It's always well received, but everyone's been very vocal this year. Um, and I do want to wish uh, my my city council family uh, and my council colleagues a very happy new year. We're so privileged to live here, and it is truly a joy to work with you all every day. Um, and so I, I feel so good about the future of the city, even though we talked about the history tonight, um, because we all want the very best for our community. And I can see it in your work every day, so thank you very much. With that, it gives me, uh, my next task is to adjourn tonight's meeting to the next, Brad, did I blow you off? I did, oh, it just hit me. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So I'm gonna reel my, I'm not gonna re-comment, but I'm gonna say, we've saved the best for last. You know, everyone's, look, look at their faces, they're just dying, so Brad, uh, Mayor Pro Tem McGurr, it gives me great pleasure to solicit your report and comments. Well, this should take about 30 minutes. <laughs> no, I, I just, uh, I guess I And used, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. No, I'll just uh, double down on the comments regarding the New Year's Eve. My wife and I were there. And um, one thing that's happened with the New Year's Eve party, if you will, that uh, I think you implemented it maybe last year or the year before, is using the ballroom for the bands. That's made a huge difference. Uh, you probably already know that, Wendy, but that's made a huge difference. Standing outside watching a band and freezing to death while we do so is not as much fun as being inside. So, um, And having the games for the kids and the caricature drawer and all that stuff it was a lot better inside. So the um, And then having all the food items on the parking lot, it was great. So the bottom line is we really enjoyed it. Everyone enjoyed it. I also get a lot of feedback about that as well. So... I've never heard anyone complain about it ever. So um, kudos to Wendy and her staff and city staff for putting on another great New Year's Eve presentation. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. Thank you very much. Thanks for being thoughtful and gracious. Uh, this leads us to the adjournment of tonight's meeting and the next regular meeting of the City Council will be held on Wednesday, January 24th. 2024 at 7 p.m. right here in the Rancho Santa Margarita City Hall Council Chambers. Thank you very much. Good evening.